Hello and welcome to Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. Beat My Guest is a trivia podcast where each episode, one guest will take up residence in the torturous hot seat and attempt to prove that their Mensa membership was no fluke. The rules? Well, they tend to change from time to time in order to keep my guests on their toes, but for the current version of the game, the rules are about as simple as they can get. Only one question will be asked. Only one answer will be required. Get it right, and you win all the glory. Get it wrong, and you win all the shade. So welcome to a podcast that is guaranteed, much like our theme song, to be about 75% true. And join the millions of people who are playing along at home, hoping that they too can beat my guest. But before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest. And that means I need to introduce to you a man who needs no introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway. Contradicting myself right off the bat here. Good time, God. How are you, sir? Hey, Jay. What is happening, my friend? How are you? Long time no see, amigo. Oh, yes, it's been ages and ages. I got to tell you, as the time that we're recording this, it is still winter in the Northeast. And uh, I am not I'm not going to say I, I suffer from sad because there are people that are actually probably really having uh, problems. But I can't this winter cannot be over soon enough for me. It's, uh, as I say that we've got about almost a foot of snow outside. Ooh, nice, nice. It's only rain in my parts, but uh, that's just a, a fluke of nature, quite frankly. Yes, I, I think uh, <laughs> I think we've all been affected by the seasonal uh, changes or lack thereof. Uh, absolutely. Ooh, yeah. Uh, let, let, let's let's move on to, to happier climbs, as it were. Uh, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know who you are in, in the happy world. Uh, my name is Kintad Spensgard, and among the many things I do, I am a person who works in the IT industry for a company that is a rather large company and it starts with an M and that's, I'll leave it to your imagination uh, where that, where that could be. Uh, I'm originally from Oakland, California, but now live in upstate New York. Uh, I have a beautiful wife, Gloria. And uh, for fun, I record a podcast called Thelonious Pundits every week with my friend, Mr. A.J. Mass. Pashaw, Pashaw, yes. A, a full rewatch of the television show Criminal Minds. Uh, smack dab in the middle of season three as we record this. And and when this runs. I mean, I, I could I could take three months and probably <laughs> delay putting this up. We'd what? still be smack dab in season three because those seasons are long. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, back in the days of the 23, 24, 25 episode runs for these network shows and uh i'm really having a blast with you i gotta tell you real quick i was just thinking when i was uh editing the, our most recent episode because i i am the one who unfortunately has that task aj you and i both had improv backgrounds uh in new york city dude you are so funny i miss have to, every time i go back and edit the show i go oh man that was really clever and i completely i just give you like a little laugh because I know it was supposed to be funny, but then like I sit there and get it, dude. You're you're a pleasure to work with. I'll tell you. you. See, this is why Kintad is always welcome in the hot seat because uh, he knows how to push <laughs> those buttons. You'll get no preferential treatment, though, despite the kind words. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You make me laugh at you, sir. Yeah, criminal minds, bonus bonds. You, you got it. Uh, this is beat my guest. This is seventy-five percent yes. true. 
here's how the game is played, sir. I am going to, in a moment, uh, have you pick your category for tonight's uh, episode. Uh, each of these categories has been pre-written with four facts. Okay, I've already lied to you. They're not four facts. They are four statements, three of which are facts, one of which is a fiction. It is going to be your job to suss out said fiction. You'll have one guess at the end of the episode. Uh, that's it. That's the one question before you. Which one of these is the fiction? Uh, you'll give me that answer. In the meantime, you know, we'll probe, uh, delve, uh, interrogate, if you will, uh, you know, try and suss out which one the fake might be. Uh, it's like a, a lineup with the usual suspects, except they're quite unusual tales. You, you get the gist of it? I get the gist of it. And also, uh, shout out to the uh, youngsters. If you haven't listened to Spandau Ballet's True or uh, Set Adrift on Memory Bliss uh, by P.M. Don, the reference, another classic reference right in your intro, AJ. I just I can't get over it. Love it. Love it. Uh, I don't know if you'll but be... it's still not working, this buttering up, right? Yeah, I don't know if you'll be singing my praises by the time all is said and done. But here, <laughs> the illusion of free will. Woo, here it is. Uh, please, <laughs> pick for me. Which category of, of, of which, which quartet would you like to, uh, to be inquisited on? Here are your three choices, sir. You can choose Nomads. You can choose Call for Mr. Candyman. Or you can choose What is Dead May Never Die. Ooh. Uh... Let me into that mind of yours. Uh, explain your reasoning as you pick one of these three. Nomads scares me uh, <laughs> because that may be getting into history, discovery, first times, uh, that type of thing. Not particularly strong at it. Uh, and it doesn't remind me of any like 70s, 80s TV shows, which is what I would sort of hope we could narrow this down to. Uh, although maybe Voyagers, but that's a, no, I, I'm not going to. Uh, go for nomads. Call for Mr. Candyman excites me, unless it's horror movies. <laughs> In that <laughs> case, I, 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 I am not a horror movie uh, aficionado. I don't, I don't hate on them or anything, but uh, I also wouldn't be confident in my trivial skills if that's what it is if it's about candy <laughs> or sammy davis jr <laughs> but uh I, I i don't know i might have to pass on that which would leave me with what is dead may never die although that sounds sinister as well aj i think i'm going for what is dead may never die all right what is dead may never die i can't pass up even though we're not going to do nomads and you said voyagers, I can't pass up the opportunity to just say Mino Pelucci. <laughs> Wait, it's not Mino Pelucci. Have I been saying it wrong this whole time? Oh, who the heck knows? It's, it's Sole Moonfry's brother. <laughs> <laughs> Mino, Mino Moonfry. <laughs> yes. I am. Ooh, we old. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> what is dead? That's us. May never die. Uh, <laughs> Contrary to what some people might think, and I believe uh, at least one of my previous guests this season postulated that it might have something to do with Game of Thrones, because, uh, of course, that is certainly uh, what we might hear from for the Greyjoy family. What is dead may never die. Uh, no, no, has nothing to do with that. Uh, these are going to be four facts about death. 
that wasn't perhaps actual death. All right, let's just leave it that. You'll 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 get it. You'll you'll get it as we as we move along here. But uh, that's kind of what I'm the intrigued. theme of these four is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, to remind you, uh, listeners, and uh, you of course in the hot seat, Mister Katad. The thing that makes the fiction a fiction. It's not going to be something nitpicky where it's like this happened on Tuesday and oh, oh, oh no, it happened on a Wednesday. <laughs> I got you. No, 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 no. It'll be something major factual mistake in the content of the statement I give to you. However, it will be based most situations on fact. There, there will be germ of truth to it. Heck, the best lies are those that have a germ of truth to them. Uh, I think I think I've talked enough. Are you Let's ready? Do this, AJ. Yes, I uh, am so ready. Fact number one: In October of 1990, Peter Boyle suffered a near fatal stroke that rendered him completely speechless and immobile for nearly six months. But during that time, several news outlets erroneously reported that the actor had passed away. Almost five years later. Boyle suffered a heart attack on the set of Everybody Loves Raymond. And again, several news outlets erroneously reported that the actor had died. Boyle recovered fully and joked that nobody is going to believe it when I actually do die. And in fact, in 2006, when he sadly actually did succumb to heart disease, many news outlets initially hesitated to run the report because they'd made the mistake so many times before. His New York Times obituary didn't run until three days after his actual death. Okay. So Peter Boyle, I will always think of as young Frankenstein. And uh, in that film, he actually was a reanimated dead person. Um, Very true. So that has nothing to do with the fact, but just, uh, <laughs> this is how my mind works. And I think that's what you are trying to figure out as ha I have been for the past 50 plus years. Uh Let's see. I do vaguely remember the death rumor. I think this is is true. I have nothing. Nothing really seems outlandish to me about this particular story. Um, I don't remember the timing. Uh, six months seems like that was a pretty long, debilitating time. The bad form there, uh, but he he went on. Did Everybody Loves Raymond. And then uh, I don't know if there's much I, I have to ask you about this. The heart attack that happened, was that was Everybody Loves Raymond going on at that time? It was on set. It, it was, was, it was on, during filming. It was yeah. on the set. It was, it was during filming. It was uh, certainly, uh, I mean, something like that's going to make the news. when <laughs> E.T. tonight. Dun, 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 dun. Production on the set of Everybody Loves Raymond was halted today. I'm a beloved actor, Peter Boyle. Yeah, I don't know that I have any other questions on this one for the moment. I may have to get back to it, Absolutely. but this one seems completely feasible uh, to me so far. So I'm going to just leave it in hold for now and and suggest we move on. Okay, let's go then to fact number two. In 2006, teacher Terry L. Ferguson went to work a little bit late on an otherwise ordinary Wednesday, only to discover many of his fellow instructors and students consoling each other because they were under the belief that he had died the night before in a horrific car accident. Bizarrely enough, 
that previous evening, the local news aired a report that a car crash had killed 59-year-old Terry L. Ferguson when his red Chevy pickup was involved in a head-on collision. Professor Ferguson was 58 years old and actually drove a red Chevy pickup, but he was very much alive, much to the relief of his daughter, who had also been in mourning for several hours. <sighs> okay, so daughter is in mourning for several hours, but it's a... Another Terry Ferguson, apparently, that has Terry L. Ferguson. I mean, yes. the similarities, the coincidence uh, is out amazing here. I mean, that's uh, what coincidences are, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> In fact, the very definition. Uh, <laughs> but the, the truck is the same. The age is almost the exact same. But what's throwing me off is that the daughter is sitting there freaking out about it for hours before she finds out, oh, her dad has showed up for work. I mean, I don't know how close they were. I don't know. Did Do we know if the daughter lived in the same town or was far away? Or do, or? I, I think the daughter was, was far away. Uh, and, you know, people saw on the news and immediately reached out to her to find out what was going on. And, of course, she had no idea what was going on, but so many people called her. Uh, and uh, she was unable to get in touch with her father. What, what it wasn't like he was sitting at home waiting on the phone for calls or anything. By the time she had get, gotten involved, he had already left for work. He didn't have his phone on. You know, he was driving around. Like, he, he didn't really think to call her back right away because, of course, as far as he was concerned, nothing was going on. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, she called. I missed her call. I'll get back to her later. You know, he doesn't know that she's calling to find the double jack or anything. You know, you, yeah. the last thing you expect when you're driving to work is, hey, did you die last night? <laughs> right. By the way. Um, okay. Well, I, I guess it's just throwing me a little like, of course, she'd be frantic and worried. But I don't think you'd. you'd you give up hope or anything until you hear from an official. No, uh, like I'm wondering, did the officials mistakenly call her thinking she was the daughter or if this was just friends, concerned friends calling her because. Uh, yeah. To my understanding, it was, it was just a whole bunch of people, like a whole yeah. bunch of people. Like her phone did not stop ringing. Like, Oh my, you know, and you get off the phone with one person and it's like, Oh my yeah. God, it's so hard to hear about your dad. And then like, Oh, did you hear the news? And like, just, it, all of his friends, every, everyone yeah. at work, you know. Well, I can see being completely distraught and not until you actually hear his voice, you, you're just sort of in panic mode. So I kind of get it. I I would think I would want to wait to hear an official word before I like even believed it, you know, if it were. Well, uh, I mean, uh, you know, imagine, imagine the situation, though, that you're, you're in the 15th phone call on this and someone and, and I don't know exactly how it went down. I mean, you know, that. Right. News stories and reports are not this detailed, but I can I can imagine, you know, her saying, "What well, did you find out? Well, it's Daryl Ferguson. It's his car. It's a red car. Like, you know, even yeah. if you called to check on, did you did you have the reports of Daryl Ferguson? Yeah, you know, I did. And uh, what was the L stand for? Okay, now you're getting <laughs> here. I just want to know if it was, you know, okay. I guess it's. Not I do not point. know. <laughs> also, because I've. At this point, I've written these so long ago, I don't remember where this happened either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I think we can move on. All right. Let us move on. Fact on number three. Benjamin Franklin hated rival almanac publisher Titan Leeds so much 
Oh, did he hate him. In 1733, he printed a prediction in his Poor Richard's Almanac that Leeds was going to die on October 17th of that year. Well, Leeds did not, in fact, die and mocked Franklin for his failure at prognostication. However, Franklin doubled down. And in the 1734 edition of his almanac, he ran an obituary for Leeds. Whenever Leeds would protest that he was alive, Franklin would insist that, no, Leeds is indeed dead, and this must be an imposter. Now, when Titan Leeds finally did die five years later, Franklin ran an article congratulating the fake Leeds for finally admitting his identity theft. The national hatred for Leeds spawned by Franklin's gag ultimately led to the myth of the Jersey Devil being tied to the Leeds family. Wow, you know, this is the truth. Benjamin Franklin was gangster, AJ. <laughs> he was that. You think Twitter feuds are bad? <laughs> I mean, rapper beef? No, this is. <laughs> this is. By the way, you're going to die on. <laughs> Damn, son, Mr. Franklin with a key and a kite, right? Uh, <laughs> I just. Uh, I I have to give props first of all to that name, Titan Leeds. That's that's a name and a half. I'm a name person. Uh, I like unique names. You might wonder why, but... Really? <laughs> you? <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm really... I'm, I'm hoping this is true so I can go back and read about this because this is a great story. And even if it's not true, there's there's probably some truth, you know, this because of how you do your setup here. So still sounds like something uh, wonderful to investigate and perhaps come up with my own rap Broadway musical about in an original, <laughs> an original historical. Nobody has thought of this idea before. There can be money. Franklin. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. It's electric. I don't know what else I want to ask about this story. Titan Leeds was an almanac publisher. So this was like the almanac battles. I mean, this is the whole thing. You know, yeah. I mean, Benjamin Franklin made a lot of uh, coin, a lot of bank uh, uh, on the poor Richard's almanac. But of course, he wasn't the only almanac in town. I mean, there were others who tried to compete with him. And I think this was perhaps Mr. Franklin's way of trying to box out the competition. <laughs> That's really gangsta. I... I, I so far, uh, this is the one I most hope is true. But uh, yeah, let's leave it leave it there for now. I have no further questions on Ben Franklin. All right, your writer, let's move on. <laughs> your witness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let us move on then to facts number four. According to a New York Times article from 1904, Ignacio Valente got into an argument with his wife, Angelica, because he didn't like the way she cooked his macaroni. Angelico stormed off, saying she'd rather be dead than stay married to Ignacio. Well, six weeks later, after she still had not returned home, Ignacio reported her missing to the police, who told him that, unfortunately, a woman matching her description was currently in their morgue. Despondent, Ignacio buried his bride, and three days later, wouldn't you know it, Angelico returned home perfectly fine. She had been at a relative's house this whole time and was now even more furious at Ignacio because he had buried some strange woman in her wedding dress. 
Ignacio, Ignacio. He just uh, can't win. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. I mean, I don't blame a brother. He just wants his pasta done right, you know, and maybe he had a few complaints, but she had to run off. Didn't say boo to him. Didn't hit him up on a cell. Uh, Again, 1904, but sure. (laughs) Yes, yes. Whatever version that they would have. Pony Express, I don't know. Whatever, AJ. My point is, I think she's kind of doing him bad here. Although, you know, to be fair, he just, he didn't go and see the body. No, he he did. He, uh, you know, kind of her build, her shape was wearing something that she usually wore. And, you know. The, you know, they showed them the all the evidence they had. I mean, it's not it's not like she had credit cards or driver's licenses. It's again 1904, so it right. kind of looked like her, yeah. And, uh, and you know, and on top it, of that, she she had disappeared. You know, for for six weeks she'd been gone, and this body's right. been sitting in the morgue for like five weeks. Yeah, you know. <laughs> did did we say besides a relative, like how far away the relative? Did we do we know any information about this? Where she no, there, was, there was no more further information about the relative in the article, just that that was the excuse that she said, oh, I was just stay at her relative's house. You know, I'm, I'm sure she told him which relative <laughs> and had uh, <laughs> choice words about it. <laughs> right. Right. And uh, they lived happily ever after one presumes until, well, <laughs> you know, this is, this is, this is entirely based on one news report in okay. the New York Times in 1904. So uh, I do not know anything uh, that happened f- following. I did not follow up on the story of Ignacio and Angelico. Eliza and Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They sound, they, I, I'm just picturing the Lockhorns when I think of Ignacio <laughs> and, uh, and uh, Angelica here. Or perhaps uh, the parents on Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> yes, yes. It goes. It circles right back around. It all. Uh, circle, it's all circular. Time is a flat circle. Doris Roberts I, is Angelico Valente. <laughs> yes, I can certainly see uh, Mr. Barone complaining about his pasta. But the macaroni. It's not supposed to be crispy. <laughs> well, that's a fun story, Ignacio <laughs> Valentino. Val, Valentino Valen, Valente. Valento, Valente. Valente. like Sergio. Yes. Ooh Wait, la la, Sassoon. Yes. <laughs> you should hear that. So, you should have heard the rumors that uh, Sergio Valente was spreading about Vida Hal Sassoon. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, gosh. You want to talk gangster. Beef. They got beef. The Jordash look. I. AJ. Yes. Every week on Felonious Pundits, <laughs> we have a little. Uh, quiz at the end of the show or little three questions i like to call it and um so if you're into the trivia and you haven't listened to felonious pundits yet you can give a listen and even fast forward to the end you can have some trivia fun but i recommend you listen to the whole show but and enough of that i on that quiz you stump me a majority of the time i don't think i'm even batting 300 so to speak uh, on the quiz, uh, I believe on our at, show. Least for, at least for the current season, you're betting 250. Okay, well, that's better. Well, actually, that's about my chances here. I think uh, one out of four. Yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. All of these seem so true to me. 
all of these. You've done your your job well. Uh, that's what makes it a game, I suppose. I have been listening, and the vast majority of your guests have been unable to siphon out the truth. And I am not going to pretend that uh, my answer will not be will be a stab in the dark. Will not be. You know what I'm trying to say, and. Since you do, could you please tell me? I believe you're I stalling think... is what you're doing. <laughs> yes. I am indeed, sir. Well played. I think the only one of these four that made me hesitate a little bit, and it's not even a real strong hesitation because it's still believable, is Terry L. Ferguson's story. And it's just something about, and I'm, and I'm putting all my eggs in the fact that I, I, I'm just not sure how the daughter would have responded, even though it's completely plausible that she responded exactly as the story goes. Peter Boyle, I, I remember health scares with Peter Boyle, and I almost, that would be my second choice. I, I, I'm telling you now, I'm going to pick Terry Ferguson as the false story, but Peter Boyle is what I was fighting between because I think that one is an is one of those enough of it's true to spark a memory, but something is off with the story. And um, since it's also TV, which is my category, I'll look especially stupid for getting that, not getting that one to be the false one. But I'm still, I want Titan leads to be true so bad that I, that I am not even going to pick it. Like I'm not going to voice it, speak it into <laughs> being that it's wrong. And and my man Val- Valente, you know, sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, well, why? Yeah, I like that story too. Uh, I like that he was complaining about the pasta. My favorite story is the Ben Franklin story. The Terry Ferguson. I also think it's just so much coincidence. And that is why I am choosing it as the false story. Okay. Why don't we start with Ignacio Valiente <laughs> and the uh, whole macaroni affair and uh, all that good stuff. Since I'm starting with it, you know what's going on here. That is true. Absolutely true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Actually, I have I have done some follow-up while we were sitting here. I've done okay. some follow-up on Ignacio, uh, and apparently he tried to sue the city for the $250 cost of the funeral because uh, he, he claims the city tricked him into paying for the funeral of a strange woman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. and, and, and the quote here is, this is Ignacio's retelling of his uh, experience in the morgue. I don't think that's my wife. They all change after death. This woman is better looking than my wife. Oh, oh man. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious, Ignacio, my man. And it was only it was only after the uh fact that the uh notices of this of the death notice of of uh, Angelico appeared in the newspaper that Angelico saw the death notice and came home and said, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that, that is yeah that is the uh last article that was the that it was uncovered about that so uh yeah good 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 fun uh fun times never end 
Uh, so if you're if you're wondering if perhaps they they reconciled and, and were, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it went on uh, their separate ways. Like, yeah, Ignacio. she was not she was not planning on coming back. <laughs> uh, Ignacio had to be the. Never mind. I don't know what I where I was going. I don't know, that. but I mean, maybe you don't want to go on record. It was like yeah, this rotted corpse is prettier than my wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> And they didn't stay together happily ever after. <laughs> wow. <sighs> All right, maybe something's lost in translation there. I don't know. But uh, anywho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just totally true. The one that you had your heart set on being true because you just were hoping it was true. And should you find yourself a copy of Poor Richard's Almanac from 1733, you will find a prediction. <laughs> That Titan Leeds will die on October 17th. Wow. And when he didn't, Benjamin Franklin went ahead and, and ran an obituary in the next year's edition and accused Titan Leeds of being a liar. That's baller. That is. <laughs> Damn, Ben Franklin. I wouldn't. I would not mess with Ben Franklin. No. <laughs> uh, I've always been fascinated by the Jersey Devil. Uh, as I I live currently one block away from Jimmy Leeds Road and uh, named for the Leeds family. And the Leeds family is all up in the mythology around here in South Jersey. And uh, the Jersey Devil is allegedly the 13th son of Mrs. Leeds. And, uh, you know, she said, oh, gosh, it hurts so bad when I'm giving birth. This must be the devil. And he came out with hooves and wings and flew away. Which, of course, you know, is kind of quite silly. <laughs> yeah. And you yet... It's, it, it's great, and uh, you don't get anybody named Titan these days. We need to see more Titans in the world. Well, I, you know, maybe it just went completely out of style when, you know, everyone <laughs> in the 1700s was like, Titan is a liar, Titan is a liar. Who, you didn't even get Titan? I don't think so. <laughs> but yeah, that is just, that's just stone cold. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he, he finally dies five years later after suffering for five years of of Benjamin Franklin telling everybody that this guy's an imposter. <laughs> he dies, and Ben Franklin says, "Well, I'm glad he finally decided to give up the game." Yeah, wow, that imposter <laughs> out there, that wow. is cold blooded. <laughs> ben Franklin, he finally I... is, is willing to admit he's dead. <laughs> Poor oh, Richard, man. indeed. Poor Richard. Down to the final two. Funny how it always gets down to the final two. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Don't call me Monty Hall. Because uh, you can't switch. That's not allowed. So you are left with Peter Boyle and Terry L. Ferguson. And you have committed to Terry L. Ferguson being the fiction. And I'm here to tell you that Terry L. Ferguson and his other Terry L. Ferguson is completely true. Of course it is, AJ. <laughs> I have looked up the article on AP, and uh, it happened in uh, Oswego County, Syracuse, New York. My old mm. stomping grounds in 2006. <laughs> had no idea. Uh, yes, apparently the living Ferguson is a, it was a teacher, a graphic arts teacher. Uh, it's about 17 miles north of Syracuse and said he did not know uh, the other Terry L. Ferguson, who was driving a similar car, uh, wow. uh, lived in nearby Hannibal, New York. And he said, I feel terrible for the other family. I wish we could have met. 
I just, you know, I'm disappointed in myself. I thought for sure it was going to be Terry L. Ferguson. I thought, yeah, I know H. Like, you do this to me every week, so I don't know why I'm, like, disappointed. I, 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 as soon as I knew it was down to the two, I knew that Peter Boyle must be the false story uh, because that's just how we do. I'm always down to the last two. Well, of course, you arrange it that way, so it's, I'm well, down yeah. to the last two, but I'm always down to the last well, you two. Actually and... stated, you actually stated that Peter Boyle was your second choice, so you were down to the last yes. two on this one. Absolutely. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, I mean, it's not entirely fiction. Peter Boyle did indeed suffer a near-fatal stroke uh, and was held up for six months, and uh, there were a lot of outlets who said Peter Boyle's passed away because they hadn't seen him and they heard about the stroke and they just assumed and years later suffered the heart attack. Uh, everybody loves Raymond. And again, there were erroneous reports like, oh my gosh, he's dead. Uh, that's tragically. Incidentally, around that same time, which I think is, is very, very interesting, is that Peter Boyle guest starred on the X-Files in a, one of the most popular episodes. Right. One of the more popular episodes, right. Cl- Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose as a, uh, as a person who could predict when people were going to die. And at the end of that episode, he actually does die. And I think that led to some of the erroneous reports for the Everybody Loves Raymond incident, because he did die in the show. (laughs) Right. And I think there may have been some sort of uh, conflating going on there where people had heard about that. And I don't know, (laughs) It, it seems like you could possibly be confused that sort of thing it's like war of the worlds we're just gonna go yeah. with it and 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 start passing it around and and telephone game it all the way to to what it appears to be sure absolutely however uh no uh when he died in 2006 it was very sad but uh the news athletes did not hesitate <laughs> to run with it that very day uh again social media being a little bit more in vogue uh and you know people making statements a little bit work quickly <laughs> uh, right. all of everybody's love raymond cast was like uh quick to say oh my gosh we just heard and it's horrible and and there, there was no third delay <laughs> he never joked that people w- won't believe it when it actually happened but... okay uh, you got me uh it was good though it was good i i thank you for playing i i hope you had a good time despite uh, getting it wrong i'm personally thankful to be back on the the winning end of these things i don't take it personally but it too many people getting it right, and uh, I, I may, you know, have to reevaluate what's going on in yeah. my, my, my writing abilities here. You can count on me. Uh, I said to myself, <laughs> who can I get on the show who's guaranteed to get this wrong? <laughs> I know. <laughs> my pal. Yeah. Well, I had a great time. It doesn't matter, wrong or right. Uh, time spent with you is always a joy, indeed, my friend. Indeed. Now, before I kick you out of the hot seat. Uh, and of course, you're always welcome to return. You know, invitation wide open. It's not like I won't be seeing you. Have to deal with you for another twelve seasons of you know what. Um, but you've already plugged that sixteen times. So, yes. is there anything else that you'd like to say? Shout out, plug, moan about. You know, wh- whatever. You know, the, the floor is yours. But let's keep felonious pundits out of it because we've talked about felonious pundits enough, and we don't need people. People get sick of hearing about felonious pundits. I know. I, I, if I say felonious pundits one more time, it would be uh, a little bit awkward at that point. So felonious pundits will never be brought up again. Felonious pundits. So uh, I would like to say uh, a shout out to Gloria and. Uh, 
that could be my wife or my mother. They both have the name Gloria. But we're not uh, going to psychoanalyze that at all. <laughs> and um, I'd also just like to uh, give a shout out to spring. I'm looking forward to spring. Uh, uh, the winter is beautiful. I love the look of winter. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the fresh snow, ah, beautiful. But really, can I be done? Can I be done? That's that's it. That's all I have to say, AJ. That's all you have to say. By the way, Mino Malouse has not been appeared in, in anything on IMDb uh, since 2001's role Eric the Hippie in something called Alex in Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted and to Mino should have tie that not cross that T dot those eyes. That I if it wasn't for the John Eric Hexum tragedy, I feel like Mino could have had a, a longer career, oddly enough. That was on cover up, that wasn't on Voyager. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, forget it, Mino. Yeah, you're completely right. Uh, yeah, never mind. Mino did and, what Mino did. You know, does. you come you come here for the seventy five percent true. You stay for the John Eric Hexum trivia. Oh my goodness! All right. On that happy note. <laughs> When a star dies. Never mind. <laughs> Thank you so much for playing, Katad. Get out of the hot seat. And, ooh, look, outside my window. Snow. I kid you not, it just started <laughs> gusting snow. And, and may I also say, the local groundhog died this year, rather than, rather than admit to all the more weeks of winter. Died the day before he was supposed to. This is the worst decade ever, and it's only two years. <laughs> we are definitely in the worst timeline. Folks, that's it. Come back next week. I promise it'll be a little bit more on the rails, or maybe not. Maybe this is the new trend. Hey, why don't you, you know, uh, let us know. Beat my guest, the fans hot seat. It's our Facebook group. Lots of fun there. Uh, bmgpod at gmail.com. You can contact us there. Patreon.com slash beatmyguest. We ain't going to say no to that. And with all that business out of the way, thanks for listening. See you next time. We'll be back next week. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Did you beat our guest or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Facebook at Beat My Guest, the fan's hot seat. If you'd like to help contribute to the cause and help make more episodes possible, we ain't going to say no to that. Find us at patreon.com slash beatmyguest. And if you liked what you heard, spread the word. This has absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. <laughs>